The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's just been days since the federal election and questions continue to swirl about the future of the leaders in the election, specifically Conservative leader Andrew Scheer. Now, despite his party gaining more seats, the Conservatives weren't able to form government and take down a Liberal leader like, and let's be honest, who'd been surrounded by controversy, not just for weeks, but for months. On Tuesday, Andrew Scheer said he's sticking around as leader, but the question is, for how long? In an op-ed piece recently published to the Sun News Network, longtime journalist Lauren Gunter writes, quote, let me argue that the Tories must get rid of Scheer before the next election if they hope to save Canada from a third consecutive Trudeau government. Happy to welcome Lauren Gunter to the show. Hi, Lauren. Okay, you talk about unremarkable policy planks and inability to answer a tough question uh, when when you're talking about Andrew Scheer. When you were watching this campaign, even prior to it, when did you realize that he was going to be in tough to uh, try to bring down the Liberal government? Well, I, uh, basically from the, the time he was elected in 2017, I had my doubts about him. Uh, but uh, And why is that? Well, because he, he he's not a very dynamic individual. I mean, he, everybody I know who knows him, who's worked with him, says that he's an intelligent guy. He was the youngest mm-hmm. uh, speaker of the House of Commons of any country in the Commonwealth when he was first selected for that job. Uh, now must be close to six and a half years ago. Uh, you know, and and he probably would be a solid uh, prime minister. But unfortunately, or fortunately, it doesn't matter. In in this day and age, you have to have a little pizzazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he doesn't have any. Mm-hmm. And and he seems to work really really hard at not developing any. Uh, so you know, and there were lots of things that he could have gone after uh, Trudeau for. Uh, I I didn't see a single mention during the campaign, for instance, of of Trudeau's Mr. Dress-Up tour to India. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was horribly embarrassing, I thought, to the country, and, and a real sign of, of Trudeau's bad judgment. But in a campaign where Sheer and the conservative group around him decided that it should be a referendum on character, they didn't get ready for the attacks on Sheer's character yeah. that would have been obvious to anybody. To win, you know this, to win a federal election in this country, you have to get votes from, you know, some pretty important area codes. Let's say 905 around in Ontario. You need to get some votes in Quebec and in B.C. When you kind of crunch the numbers, it looks like he got about one out of four. Why wasn't he resonating? Was it just the no pizzazz? Was it the fact that he wasn't, uh, you know, taking bigger shots uh, on the Mr. Dress-Up tour, as you called, maybe? Because he, he really did try to focus a little bit more on the SNC controversy, but it seems that Canadians were willing to let that go already. Um, certainly that's what it showed in the polling when it came to Trudeau. Well, you, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I think that Trudeau went after uh, Sheer and tried to equate him with Ontario Premier Doug Ford far more often and far more successfully than Sheer went after SNC Lavalin. Yeah. You, you didn't hear about that all that much from Shear, and and unfortunately because I don't think they thought through their media strategy and Shear was not all that dynamic in the leaders debates he basically disappeared from public view for the last week of the campaign which is death in politics increasingly now and one of the reasons why polls don't look like they're working 
uh, why they're not as accurate anymore, although there were some this time that were quite accurate. Very accurate, yeah. Why some don't look like they're working is that voters switched their minds a lot in the last 72 hours. I mean, we saw that in uh, in Alberta in, in 2012 in the provincial election where the wild rose looked like they were going to win until the very last minute, and then the... the uh, uh, the electorate flipped around. We've seen that uh, in lots of cases. In fact, in the 2015 federal election, it wasn't the last 72 hours, but that was a frightfully long campaign, over 70 days. And in the last 10 days, the conservatives went from having uh, a lead to the liberals winning a majority. Mm. Um, so, so people do flip around. You have to be at your peak in the last 72 hours to seven days. Uh, and I and I'm not sure that Shears people prepped for that. Uh, so you know, obvious questions that were asked. Well, do you still believe now what you believed in 2000 about mm-hmm. abortion? Do you mm-hmm. still believe now what you believed in 2005 about same-sex marriage? Those questions were going to come. They had yeah. to know they were going to come. And when you make an election about character, mm. and then you hem and haw around those kinds of questions, you call into question your own character, mm-hmm. which you you know, already set up the election to be about. So uh, just if, if you can't know you're going to be asked about your dual citizenship, if you if you can't have an answer about did you pay a consulting company to do black ops against Maxime Bernier, uh, then, then people are just going to think, eh, you're not ready. Do you think that some of those uh, reasons that you just brought up might have been uh, some of those uh, reasons why urban voters didn't connect with Sheer and the Tories? Yeah. And and suburban voters in particular, you talked about the 905 in Toronto, which now has nearly 30 seats beyond Toronto proper in that in that greater Toronto area. And those are people who should should have been very receptive to the conservatives uh, arguments that we will have slightly smaller or slightly lower taxes. We'll have uh, less deficit spending. Uh, We're going to work very much harder to get the economy moving. Uh, that's that's their kind of message, but the liberals were very successful in detaching uh, themselves from the scandals they've been through, and then also tagging Sheer with uh, Doug Ford's unpopularity yeah. in Ontario. And mm-hmm. and you know, good for them. Uh, it's me angry that that they were able to win re-election, but you know, they they had the more successful strategy. But when you have, as I, as I said, one of the the weakest, I think probably the weakest incumbent prime minister mm-hmm. since Kim Campbell in 1993, uh, and you don't beat him, then you got to go after the, the leader who didn't beat him. And, and Sheer just strikes me as somebody who is not probably capable of remaking himself into the kind of candidate who could beat Trudeau. And as a result, the Tories have to go look look elsewhere. Yeah, Lauren Gunter joining me this afternoon. Lauren, where he did win big in Saskatchewan and Alberta. How much of it do you believe was a vote for Sheer and the Conservatives or a vote against Trudeau and the Liberals? Well, I didn't hear too many people uh, in Alberta or Saskatchewan where I traveled quite a bit during the election. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear too many people say, yeah, I got to get out there on election day and vote for that Andrew Sheer guy. <laughs> uh, it was all, we've got to get out there and vote out Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, I think I think in Alberta and and Saskatchewan the, the Conservatives could have 
probably run a radio-controlled pylon, <laughs> and they would have won the same number of seats. I saw someone say uh, slap a, um, a Tory sticker on a can of Pilsner, and that would have been yeah, voted yeah. in, too. <laughs> yeah. Probably even better than a pylon. <laughs> Lauren, uh, you, you talk about, you know, maybe he, him not being the guy to move forward, so is he in control of his own fate? And my, and my question is, a Conservative convention, from what I understand, coming up in April, I believe that, you know, according to party policy and rules and regulations, there should be a leadership yep. resu uh, review there. If he makes it that long, first off, if he makes it that long, number two, can he survive? Number one, do you think he's going to make it that long? And if he does, will he survive? I, I think he will make it that long okay. because the, the two biggest provinces in the Conservative Party are the Ontario Tories and the Alberta Tories. Uh, and they're both exhausted now from having had their own provincial elections followed by a federal election. And, of course, the Conservatives here are now focused on their budget and, and their new legislative agenda. And there's not going to be enough energy and time for them to get rid of Sheer before mm. April. But I can bet you that an awful lot of Conservative donors uh, are not going to pony up in the coming year because uh, Sheer is still a leader. And probably by April... Uh, there, there will probably be enough doubt that um, he'll have to he'll have to go by the old Joe Clark standard. Remember, Joe Clark mm -hmm. uh, didn't get uh, two thirds of our didn't get three quarters of the vote in a, in a leadership review and had felt he had to leave. And I, and is Sheer going to get you know thirty percent approval or is he going to get eighty yeah. percent approval? I think he's going to come closer to sixty, seventy, eighty than to thirty. But will he be weakened enough that he thinks that he has to go? Do you think Jason Kenney is kicking himself for uh, leaving federal politics? I think there's an awful yeah. lot of people who are kicking themselves. I bet. Mm -hmm. For yeah. not having a run. Like Peter McKay Peter could have McKay. run last time. Ambrose, uh, but, you know, that was... Ronna Ambrose, yeah. absolutely. Lisa Raitt. Yeah. She did run, but she didn't win. Uh, but, you know, they they were all of the, the, of the mindset that Trudeau was going to win two terms and there was nothing anyone could do about it. no one ever expected that trudeau would have had the the bad last two years that he had and would have been as vulnerable as he was uh had they seen that coming there would have been more high profile candidates run in 2017. Well, they didn't want to stick around and be in the opposition for a few right. for eight years exactly yeah exactly right so what happens? So what happens now? We're hearing rumblings of people maybe you know starting to put to, together a plan of you know challenging the leadership. What are you hearing, and who do you think um, those people might be? Or maybe we've already mentioned them. Well, uh, the the one thing that Sheer has uh, protecting him is the fact that there isn't a extremely popular alternative mm -hmm. to him. Uh, you know, he, he beat out Max Bernier, who was popular in the party until he left and started his own vanity party. <laughs> uh, uh, Peter McKay, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he's he's popular, but you know, there's a there's a bit of doubt in my voice there. I'm not, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. But Peter always struck an awful lot of people in the Conservative Party as kind of uh, more interested in Peter than in doing the hard work. Okay. Um, so there's some doubts there about him. So it, it, it is a bit tricky to think of who would you have instead. Uh, and if there was a clear alternative to Shear, he would be done. Is but, Ronna Ambrose a clear alternative? Yeah, I'm not sure that she's still got the ambitions that way. Okay. But if she does, she would be. Of course she would. I mean, what? She, 
she's very good on her feet. She's she's got an awful lot more personality. Yeah. And I think she's tougher. What what about Jason Kenny? I mean, everyone. There's all there's so many different uh, conversations yep. that have swirled around. That you know, he came in here, uh, get away from uh, federal politics. Maybe we'll he- head back there. I mean, he's up to his eyeballs right now with, uh, you know, what's happening here in the province. Do you think that you could see him making that move back? Not not within the not time frame we're soon? talking no. about here. No, I think he's. I think he is definitely committed to being here as premier, well past one term uh-huh. and uh, and so the timing is just not right for Jason. Interesting. So it's going to be, we'll see what happens over the coming months. Um, Lauren, as you look ahead to whatever the next election is going to be in 18 months, two years, four four years, whatever, um, how fast this government uh, sticks around or falls for, out of the leaders in place right now, who do you believe will be around in the next election? Will Trudeau be there? Yes. And, and Singh and uh, and and, uh, and May. Blanchette, Blanchette. Oh, Blanchette, yeah, uh, no. But May has already said she won't be there four years from now. Yeah. Uh, will she be there two years from now? Uh, I don't know. But but she has already signaled that she's, you know, she sees the end of her own term. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, she's been there a long time. Uh, the one thing that's going to encourage Greens to encourage her to stay is that she really is the only thing they've got. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you'd have to think, though, that there's a lot of conversations taking place in the back rooms of the Liberal Party as well about moving forward with Justin Trudeau. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there is. I mean, they're they're like a very successful sports franchise. Yeah. They, uh, they continue to win because they're ruthless. And if the quarterback's not producing the way he used to, then you move him along and, <laughs> and bring in somebody new. So they, they certainly are not yeah. so intensely loyal to him that there's no conversation like that going on. But And then who's the backup quarterback there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You know, who, who, do you, who do you go to after, after Trudeau? Because he is not, I, I don't think he's a very capable leader. I, I, I think he's probably one of the least intellectually curious prime ministers we've ever had uh, but then what other bright lights are there do you go to christia freeland mm. um do you, do you look at Catherine mckenna the environment minister who i think has a tendency to get unhinged at times uh, you know who else is there yeah, that's a good. Uh, those are all great questions, uh, Lauren. Lots to think about, and I and I thank you for joining us this afternoon. Very much appreciated. You bet. All right, Lauren Gunter joining us this afternoon. You know him. You've uh, read his work, The Edmonton Sun uh, and the Sun News Network, a senior political columnist.